Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Good Monday morning, or whenever you're watching this. This particular subject has come across to me and and people have asked for me to address it in a what about time. So here we go. What about fasting? I've read several books uh, about fasting and I've listened to quite a few lectures about fasting. I've given a couple actually, but a long time ago. So I don't even know if those exist anywhere out there on the internet, but that said, Some of the books that I've read about fasting make it sound almost magical. And some of the talks I've heard about fasting elevate it to a place where I'm not sure it's supposed to be. So real quick, are we ordered by God to fast? The answer is no. However, Jesus seemed to assume that we would continue fasting. Now he was a Jewish man speaking to a Jewish audience when he used the phrase, when you fast, which indicates he assumed that fasting was something which is part of their life and that was going to continue. But again, that was a Jewish man addressing a Jewish audience during the time of, we would call it the Old Testament time, Christians would. I'm not a strict dispensationalist and and all of that, but you get the point. So, are you required to fast? No, should you fast? You might want to. So let's talk about this for a while. First of all, you might have, um, I don't know, kind of severe thoughts about fasting that fasting does not deserve. When most people talk about fasting, they believe that we're talking about doing without food entirely for a 24 hour period, let's say a, a day or two days or three days. And sometimes in the Bible, you'll see fast that lasts 30 days and, and more. Well, the human body cannot survive a fast of more than four weeks, really. Most people will actually die before then. And if you do no food or water, which I've also heard people say that's a true fast, well, you're not going to last more than a couple of days. So how did they do these long fasts? Well, the first thing to know is that fasts were generally not about all water or all food. There were so many different kinds of fast. Some of the fasts were no water, no food while the sun is up. So that's a day from sunrise to sunset. That's what Muslims do during Ramadan and any of their other fasts for special holy days. They're not going without food 24 hours all through Ramadan. They are going without food and water. They won't even chew gum. Uh, from sunrise to sunset. It's quite a discipline. Then there were other fasts where you didn't, you didn't stop water. You stopped food, but not water. And then food came at night when the sun was down. Then there were other fasts where, and very often, where you only fasted from certain drink or certain food. I can remember COVID hit right about the time Lent hit that year. And sometimes for Lent, I'll go through the 
I'm giving up such and such for Lent practice. Sometimes I don't. It was not a part of my upbringing. It was not a part of my religious teaching, but I find it of value from times to time. And I had set myself a pretty severe, I'm going to do without these things during Lent. And about that time COVID hit and about halfway through Lent, I'm thinking I did not mean to give up all this much because everything else that would have distracted me and, and you know, filled my mind and body with uh, other activities and thoughts were shut down. And so I was sitting there without these things. I kept it, I kept the promise, but the next, next year I was a little bit more cautious about what I promised myself and God. You might say, um, you're gonna fast from all sugar. You're gonna fast from all processed food. You're gonna fast from all meat, very common one. You get the idea. And by the way, that allows people who have some real dietary requirements, you know, they have medication they have to take, not on an empty stomach. And, you know, how can they fast? Well, you eliminate one thing. It has to be something that you like, by the way. You know, if you're, if you're a seven-year-old kid saying, I, I, uh, I give up raw cauliflower, we're on to you, kid. So, and now I'm going to get emails from people whose kids love cauliflower. We know these mutants exist, but they are not the norm. All right. Uh, so again, fasting is really a do it yourself thing. You can do without food and water during the daytime. You can do without uh, food. I've never heard anybody giving up water and not food. Um, your food or not water. I mean, just be really, don't punish yourself. Here's one of my, the big things. Fasting is not to punish you. It's not to debase you. It's not to show God that you're humble. It's not to show God that you really get it, that you're a bad person. That's not what fasting is about. What is it about? Eh, a couple more things I want to talk about. If you need medication, and it needs to be on a full stomach, or at least have some food on your stomach, modify the fast. God gets that. Even our Muslim friends who are very strict during Ramadan with their fast, make allowances for children, women who are pregnant, and those who are sick. That is part of the Middle Eastern theology of all these groups, and it has been from the start. So again, there's no punishment in fasting. And if fasting is punishing you, we really need to adjust it because that's not the point of it. It's also not a way to force God to do things. And that really bothers me. I see this in a lot of books, papers, articles about fasting is that, you know, the Lord will reward you if you fast <coughs> and you'd better be really super serious and super hard on yourself. You know, and, and if, if the Lord doesn't answer your prayer, well, then it's just a sign that you didn't fast well. But yeah, believe it or not, I've heard this. And poor people are sitting there. They already felt bad. Now they're feeling worse. And it's not true. It's not what scripture says at all. You're not proving anything to God by fasting. What you're doing is, I guess you're kind of proving it to yourself, but you're teaching yourself a vital skill. The ability to say no to something you're allowed to have where there's no sin in having it, but you still say no. Now I love guitars. I own about half what I used to own and I've actually got 
quite a few on sale right now. This is not a plug because I realized that the older I get, the less I really need a lot of stuff. Now, I still love to go to guitar stores. And as I'm traveling around doing these welcome home tours, I, if I see a guitar store nearby, I'll go in, love it. But even if I have the money to buy one for years and years and years now, I've just said no. And the only guitars I've bought, I'd say in the last seven, eight years, were ones that I bought after selling two or three, I would buy one. And again, it's not because I'm holy, it's because I'm trying to teach myself how to say no to me as well. How do you say no? I asked a, a bunch of youth once, we had the all day youth rally, actually it was all weekend, and there was a break um, where they could go to a local mall. Remember them, they were lots of fun. And the kids could go around the mall and enjoy for a couple of hours of free time, then come back to our seminar. And before they went out, I said, I want, I want, you, to, I want you to go to the mall. You know, I, and I want you to shop around. I want you to have a lot of fun. But I want you to do something. I want you to find something you really like. And find something you've got the money from your parents to buy. And something which wouldn't upset your parents. You know, it, it's totally fine for you to buy it. And then I want you to put it back on the shelf and say, aloud or, or inside, no, I have enough. They came back with amazing stories. They were pumped. They'd found a secret superpower, the power to say no. Believe it or not, I got, I think, three calls from three different parents upset a week or two later because they said, school's about to start and we want to take them out to buy clothes and they're saying they have enough. And I'm going, and this is a complaint? You're complaining to me. If this is upsetting you, you need to know there are people lined up around the block that would love to have a kid like yours. Somebody who can say no. By the way, you can fast from behavior. Fasting from saying something negative. Fasting from posting anything negative. A lot of people fast from social media and find that's harder than fasting from food. But fasting from always having to tell people what you think or what your position is. I take that fast a lot, especially if I'm going into an area that I know will be contentious and I know some people are going to come up to me. I take a fast that I will not answer back. I will, I will you know, offer to help them and I'll offer to love on them and ask how I can pray for them, but I will not engage in an argument. I will not return that email. I will, and it's a fast. It tells yourself no. And that's a really important skill to know. That helps lead me to Isaiah 58. And you cannot understand fasting in scripture unless and until you read Isaiah 58. And I'm just going to look down here on my laptop and pull this up. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion. Declare to them my rebellion and the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if, as if they were a nation that did what is right and has not forsaken the commands of God. They, they just, they ask me for just decisions and they seem eager for God to come near them. Why have they, have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it. Why have we humbled ourselves? and you have not noticed yet. On the day of your fasting, 
You do as you please and exploit all of your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is, is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is, is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, set the oppressed free, and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? And he goes on. It's just an amazing chapter. Please read it. That's the kind of fast he wants. Where you don't hold on to your stuff, you let it go. Where you give, you notice people, you show love, you do not mistreat people, and you, you live an, a life that is just, and you call for justice when you see injustice. In fact, down in, in verse 10, I love it. If you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness. That's the kind of fast God's looking for. Now, an aside before we end, because we really are going to wrap this up about here. Um, some people, I've seen the books as well, that fasting have these tremendous health benefits. For some people, there are health benefits. I think it actually still arises from telling yourself no and finding out you can do without certain things, even if you have to go through a period of pain and um, withdrawal, a bit of uh, discomfort while you do so. I know of people who could not stop smoking, for example. They tried everything, patch and the like, until they began a program of fasting. And they had a really bad week. But second week was easier. Third week was even easier. And again, this is a modified fast, people. You still eat and drink during sundown, to you know, midnight all the way to sunrise. So, but they had learned to say no to each other and they'd found the power, I say to each other, to themselves. And they found the power of saying no to yourself. An amazing power, a superpower. And fasting does do that. Some people will say, but fasting also helps you uh, cleanse the toxins from your system. No, nobody has ever adequately defined what those toxins are and the mechanism by which they are flushed out of the system. You can buy all kinds of toxin cleansing systems none of which have any scientific validation at all. That's not what it is. If you're fasting to benefit yourself, that's not fasting. Fasting is to grow in strength and power by being able to say no, but also to change your behavior and your attitude. Isaiah 58. I hope this helped. Have a great week. We're rooting for you. <laughs> We love you. God bless you. Thank you for all who give to this ministry and allow us to continue. You can find out ways to give at our website, OurSafeHarbor.com. If you have a subject you'd like for me to, uh, to deal with, fire it in, and we'll get to it as soon as we can. Thanks. Cheers.